Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Pastor Farrell Shepherd of the Island Ford Baptist Church in Madisonville, Kentucky, and I'd like to welcome you to another Sending Forth the Light radio broadcast. This broadcast is for Friday, December 1st. Today happens to be the birthday of Brother Ricky Vincent Jr., and we want to wish Brother Ricky Jr. a happy birthday today, and trust and pray he is blessed all day long. Also, I found out this morning that today's the birthday of Brother Jamie Brunson, and so we want to wish old man Brunson a happy birthday today, and I love you, brother. I hope you have a great day in the Lord. Amen. Well, here we are on Friday, closing out another week of broadcasting. I began a message on yesterday's broadcast about our Lord Jesus. I've entitled it, Why Jesus is So Special, and I've got Four full weeks of broadcast for the month of December as well as today. And so all of these I've decided to have a sermon on Jesus, not necessarily about Christmas or Christmas time, but about the Lord Jesus himself. And we started that on yesterday's broadcast. We will continue and complete that on today's broadcast. And then next week start up with another sermon about the Lord Jesus. You might say, isn't every sermon about Jesus? Well, in one way or another, it should be. But these are sermons specifically on the subject about our Lord. I trust we'll be a blessing to you. Well, I do have a number of things to ask you to pray for us about. Pray for me and my wife that God would bless us and strengthen us and help us. We've both been having a little bit of this cold and a lot of that going around in our area. But thank God for his goodness and grace. Ask you to pray for us on that. Pray for the halls. They are in Oklahoma City with Brother Doug Bell, staying with him this month. And so pray for him and them and the decisions they're making and things to be done there. Also pray for Brother Herbert Williamson and his health and needs there that the Lord would touch and help those, as well as many of the members of our church. We've got folks with one problem and another. Brother Herford battling with that osteoporosis. Pray that God would strengthen him and help him and be with him in these days as well as Brother Kingery there in the nursing home, and so many others as well. So pray for us. And by the way, this being Friday, I'd like to invite you to come and be with us on the Lord's Day. I will be here in the pulpit Sunday morning and Sunday night preaching the Word of God here at the Island Ford Baptist Church. Would love to have you come and be with us for those services. All right, before we go to the message, I've got two good songs queued up right here. First of all, I've got the Roten and Arnold family from Ash County, North Carolina, singing one entitled, In God's Hands. I'm glad you can trust that everything's going to be all right when you realize it is in God's hands. Amen. And then I've got the Shepherd family singing an old song right out of the church hymnal that I don't remember hearing sung very many times outside of church services. I don't know of anybody else really that has recorded that. There may be others, but the Shepherd family recorded this a few years ago uh, when they were just young teenage kids, really. And uh, they did a good job of this song entitled The Eastern Gate. And I'm glad I can make you a promise that I'll meet you in the morning just outside the Eastern Gate. And we're going to gather there in glory. And matter of fact, we're going to gather back here on earth outside the Eastern Gate as Christ makes his triumphant entrance. Amen. Amen. So here's this good song by the Shepherd family, then the message from the Word of God. Well, we spoke on this subject the last time we were together, and I started out dealing with the fact that these two sentences deal with Christ's coming into the world. I call that His advent. And it deals with Christ dying for our sins, and I call that His achievement, what He accomplished 
for us. Amen. And I'm preaching about what makes Jesus so special. And I'm not going to run over all the things that we dealt with yesterday, but we dealt with the fact of him humbling himself and taking upon himself the form of a servant being found in fashion as a man. We talked about how that he had all of the troubles and trials that men go through. He became a real man. He was 100% God, and yet he was 100% man. And I ended up the program talking about how that our Lord borrowed everything that he ever used in this world. I said he borrowed a womb for his birth. He borrowed a bed to lay his head. He borrowed bread and fish in order to feed a multitude. He borrowed a boat and used it for a pulpit. He borrowed a donkey and used it for his presentation of himself to the nation of Israel. He borrowed a cross on which he died. It was not his cross. That was the cross of Barabbas. But he borrowed that cross. And he borrowed a tomb in which he was buried. I'm going to tell you, our Lord Jesus knew everything that men experience. Our Lord knew poverty. He knew real poverty. But his poverty accrued to our wealth. Second Corinthians chapter 8, verse 9. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that ye through his poverty might be rich. Friend, you're out there and you feel poor in spirit. You feel poor. You feel as if you have no friend. You feel if you have, as if you have no one that cares. You feel as if you have nothing. I want to tell you, our Lord Jesus left everything for you that you could have everything. Amen. His real poverty was not what he gave up in this world, but the real poverty of our Lord was his laying aside his heavenly glory that he might die so that we might inherit the glories of that world. Hallelujah. He voluntarily came into this world and subjected himself to human existence so that he might identify himself with you and me. He did it to save us and to make a way for us. Hebrews chapter 4 verses 15 and 16 say it this way. For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly under the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Amen and amen. I want to talk for a moment now on the fact that our Lord Jesus is special in his achievement. Verse number 8, that last phrase says, He humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. His achievement. I want to point out three things very quickly about his achievement because I want to move on to a third point. I want to talk about the pain of his achievement. You see, friend, we are told that Jesus, the God-man, willingly allowed himself to be overtaken by death. The one called the Prince of Life in Acts 3.15 entered into the jaws of death. Willingly he did that for you and for me. The one who is the resurrection and the life, according to John 11.25. He humbled himself and allowed the cruel fingers of death to wrap themselves around his throat so that he might experience death and that we might experience life. 
The death he died was no ordinary death. I'm talking about the pain. It was no ordinary death. The Bible says it this way. Even the death of the cross. There's no more brutal form of execution that has ever existed in the history of the world than to hang and suffer and bleed and suffocate on the cross. No more brutal form of execution. Jesus died a horrible agony death so that you and I might live in boundless glory. I see not only the pain of his achievement, but the power of his achievement. In his death, Jesus provided redemption for all those who will believe on him by faith. 1 Peter 1, 18 and 19. For as much as ye know that ye were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. Amen. Jesus demonstrated the boundless love of God for sinners when he died on the cross. Romans 5, 8. But God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. You see, when Jesus died on that cross, he opened the way to God for all those who would come to God through him for salvation. John 3.16, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. I see the pain of His achievement, the power of His achievement, and then also the price of His achievement. You see, friend, Jesus did not just become a man for the 33 years that He lived on earth. Even after he died and rose again, he still bears the image, the form of humanity. When Jesus became a man, he eternally limited himself to the human form. Oh, he's God, but he's the God-man. In heaven today, Jesus still bears the marks and the wounds of his suffering on Calvary. In Revelation 5, 9, when John saw Christ in glory, he stood as a lamb as it had been slain. It's what the Bible said. And in John 20, verses 24 through 28, when Jesus appeared to the disciples on the day of his resurrection, he still had wounds in his hands and his feet and his side. When we see him over there, we will see him as God but also as the man who died for our sins on the cross, who still bears the beauty marks of that experience upon his body. Throughout eternity, the spotless bride of Christ will be reminded of the price that was paid for her redemption. I believe that eternity will ring with the praises of he who became man so that men might get to God. Amen. He's special in his advent. He's special in his achievement. And he's special in his advancement. Look at verses 9 through 11. Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. 
because Jesus humbled himself, died on the cross, and fulfilled the eternal plan of God the Father, we are told that God has highly exalted him. This phrase means to, quote, raise to the utmost of majesty. Our Lord Jesus has been raised to the utmost of majesty because of what he did for you and I. There are three areas mentioned here in this text in which God has highly exalted Jesus. First of all, he has exalted him in his name. Now, we're told that he has been given a name that is above every name. What is that name? The redeemed saints of God just know him as the Lord Jesus Christ. At the mention of that precious name, lives are altered Blinded eyes are opened, deaf ears are unstopped. Sin's bars open and the shackles of spiritual bondage falls away. Night turns to day, hope replaces despair. Dead men live, devils tremble, saints shout, lost souls are found, sinners are broken, and angels bow before him. More has been done through the agency and the power of that name than all the names of all other people combined. There really is just something special about that name. The name Jesus is the sweetest name ever to fall on human ears. The name of Jesus is a cause for celebration in heaven. That name strikes fear into the hearts of the inhabitants of hell. And that name changed my life, opened my eyes, and saved my soul. Oh, I say with the songwriter, there is a name above all others, wonderful to hear, bringing hope and cheer. It's the lovely name of Jesus, evermore the same. What a lovely name. He is exalted in his name. Secondly, he is exalted in his fame. There is coming a day when every person will bow before him and confess him as Lord to the glory of God the Father. Think about it. One day every lost sinner will bow before Jesus and give him glory. One day the devil himself will bow before Jesus and honor him. One day every demon of hell will call Jesus Lord. He's exalted in his name. He's exalted in his fame. And he is exalted in his claim. God declares Jesus to be Lord. At the mention of his name, every knee should bow and every tongue should confess. Friend, if he is Lord, then he's worthy to be loved, served, worshipped. And obeyed. If he is Lord, he is worthy of our time, our talents, and our treasures. Thank you for listening. And that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. As that concludes another week of radio broadcasting, we do hope you have a great weekend. I hope you'll be in the house of God on the Lord's Day. And I'd love to take this opportunity to invite you to come and be with us here at the Island Ford Baptist Church, located at 1415 Island Ford Road here in Madisonville, Kentucky. Our Sunday morning service, Sunday school starts up at 1015 a.m. and then the preaching time at 1105 a.m. as well. Sunday evening service is at 630 
p.m. Love to have you come and be part of those with us. Hope you'll tune in this same time every Monday through Friday for another Sending Forth the Light radio broadcast. Until then, this is Pastor Farrell Shepherd saying good day and God bless you.